What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another No Regrets Marriage podcast with Johnny and Carla Morton. Oh, you said your name different. Let me I said, said I'm Johnny Morton. That... I said your name with it. Oh. I decided to take charge. Oh, wow. And do okay, both. second year of podcast, and he's taking charge. Oh, okay. that's right. This is the beginning of year two. Um, if you haven't heard, we've, there's a whole year's worth, 52, <laughs> 52 other you ones that, you, that you can go backwards and listen to. Uh, for those who have uh, been with us all the way, part of the way, uh, we say thanks. And we are excited to embark on our second year of No Regrets Marriage podcast. And I hope that you will be encouraged. We hope that you're challenged. We hope that God will use this to really strengthen and forge your marriage into something that you've always dreamed it would be. So tonight, let's talk about money. Oh, yeah. Money. You know, it's... It's green. It's green. And you know what? From the old musical cabaret, money makes the world go around. It's not everything, but money is obviously important just for life and to live. Yeah, it, it really is. And we've we've talked about conflict a number of t- for on some several different podcasts, a couple of different topics. And we've talked a little bit on money, but we really thought start off on a bang the second year here, because as you probably well know, it is one of the top areas when they survey couples, this is believers, non-believers, just across the board, all kind of surveys, it repeatedly comes up that money or finances are in the top couple of reasons couples have conflict or what they, yeah. quote, and, fight about. Yeah, it definitely was for us as well. Oh my we gosh. spent a lot of years struggling with that, and that's, you know, that sort of goes back to really not being real equipped. Yes, I mean, we're, as we're going to talk tonight, and maybe this will just be a one-time podcast, we may make it two, depending. We'll see how far we kind of get into this tonight. But what we have learned, what we've experienced, now what we've been taught and trained on, and we realize there's so much more to money than the obvious. Yeah, let's start off with the obvious real quick. Uh, one, we think that, budgeting is a great idea that when you're starting out, you ought to start out with a budget. Uh, if you're on in years in your marriage and that's one of the issues that you're really having a lot of conflict over, there's a good chance that maybe you're not budgeting. And I know that sounds like a, you know, a bad word to a lot of people, but really all doing a budget is it's you deciding what your money's going to do. And you're the one who controls it. And so it's certain there's all sorts of great material out there on how to budget. You can get sample budgets online. And that's really all we're going to say about that. Because that's something I think you go to any money podcast, you go to any advice, they're going to tell you, do you have a budget? Yeah, do you have a budget? Which is really, I I don't know that y'all can appreciate the significance of Johnny even knowing the word budget. Or knowing how to say it or spell it, but because B-U-D-G-E-T. I know, but you knew nothing about money. I know or I didn't budgeting. want a budget, so yes, and and talk about like 
you know, digging your heels in, you really would dig your heels in about something like that. So he's saying this from a position that he was there. If anybody's listening and thinks, I don't want a budget. I hate the idea of a budget, da, 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 da. But this is something that we do think is really important. Yeah. So that's all we're going to say about budgeting. I think the other thing, and this sort of goes, if you're a believer and there's a good chance that if you're listening to this podcast that you might be, then I think the number one thing to understand and remember is your money is not your own. That you have been bought with a price and that price is the blood of Jesus and everything you are and everything you have belongs to him. So we're now stewards of it. We are caretakers of it. And if you can get that kind of attitude and realize that you are a caretaker for what belongs to God, that can really change how you look at money. And so we're coming from that standpoint. And so where we want to talk about tonight is this is something that we see when we've talked with other couples and we've done coaching. And that is one of the things that crops up. A lot of people, they know about budgets and they may think, yeah, we should do them and all of that. But one thing they don't understand is looking at how much your attitude about money impacts your finances and your financial relationship in your marriage. Well, and when we say attitude, what we mean by that is not do you like it, want more yeah. of it, hate it, whatever, or um, is the idea of what does money mean to you? And what is interesting is I don't know that that is talked about all that often in the idea of thinking about money means way more than a budget, how much you make, how much you don't make. Any of that, it has to do with how what you see and value or what value you assign to money. Yeah, we did. Not too long ago, we were able to do, uh, we were involved in a retreat. And one of the things they did with couples was this really cool little card game. And it was called Money Habitudes. Uh, you can look it up online. Uh, it's, it's a great tool to use, and we've used it since then with some of our couples. And it's really good because it helps them to look and understand how do I view money? Because there's a good chance you don't view it the same as your spouse. And if it's not something you realize and understand what motivates them when it comes to money, why do they act the way they do? Why are they different than you when it comes to money? It may be because their attitude, their habitude, as this game would call it, is just different than yours is. And it may be things that if nobody's ever posed this question to you, you may never thought of of these things. So we're going to go through them and talk about the different categories, if you would, and what money might mean to you. So I'm going to start with the first one because this is one that really resonates with me. And this is something, again, I didn't know or understand. Yeah, and here's one thing that's interesting. I sort of want to lead in this. Oh, before okay, we, sorry. Before, before I get we to jump into, number yeah, one. Before we okay. jump into the things is there's a number of different places how you feel about money can come from. Sometimes it can come from your family of origin, and we'll talk about that as we go along. Yes. That because of the way that money was handled or the way that money was, or maybe a lack of it or something else, 
that may have a huge impact on how you view money right now. Yeah, and it's like we say in a lot of areas, our family of origin impacts us whether or not we realize it. So this is something to think about. If you and your spouse have never talked about what was money thought of in your home growing up? Did you hear the word? Did you hear fighting about it? Did you think there was a budget? Did you have any sense of money? Was it never mentioned? Do you, you, I, you know, so what are the things when you think about it that you recall from your family of origin? Okay, so that's one source of it. Other source of your attitude towards money may just come from your own personal experiences with it. That somewhere in the past that when you started getting money, and making money and had it as you've gone through life, different things may have impacted how you view money now. And that's going to have an impact, obviously, in the marriage relationship. And I do think some of the times, I think part of it is just our temperament and the way that God's designed us. And so as we go through these, you know, some may say, oh, that's a bad one. There's not really right or wrong here. Right. And in fact, like we've talked about in other different areas, you know, depending on what it is, I mean, it can be negative if we do it and approach it in a really unhealthy way. But there's other times where it just says, this is the way that I am and this is the way I see money. Well, and if you just take the very broad category of saving and spending, very likely in a marriage, um, you may be both the same, you may be opposite, but to say, if you're a spender, then when you say somebody or you hear that somebody's a savior, you're like, oh, man, what a killjoy. You know, they never want to spend any money. On the flip of that, you know, if you're a saver, you know, you may be thinking, well, this is the way to be. I mean, everybody should save. But the spender's heart, yeah, it could be just spending on themselves. But spending may be their concept of giving and letting it flow to other people and other things. And so it doesn't mean automatically that one is right and one is wrong. Yeah, you look at those two big categories, saver versus spender, and a lot of times you see people divided up that way. But what it doesn't tell you is, why is somebody a saver? Yeah. What is it that's driven them to be that way? Is it just their temperament and their bent? And a lot of times it is. Why does somebody tend to be a spender with it? And so what you want to look at is beyond that, hey, what are the attitudes that drive those behaviors? So go ahead with your number one. Okay. So number one is an area that you, that this is what money may in essence mean to you. And that is the first area of security and meaning like safety. So if you view or value money related to the concept that it gives security. It provides safety. And so for a lot of people, that is how money, they are, that's what's important to them related to money is that it gives a sense of security. Yeah. And that's you. A number one. Yeah. And Johnny so, didn't understand Yeah, this. that's not me. And so a lot of our conflict over money in those early years of our marriage revolved around that. That Carla, and, you know, she'll talk about this in a second, it wasn't necessarily a family of origin thing because no, it wasn't. she didn't grow up with that. She had all her needs taken care of. But that was important to her is that money represented safety and security 
And that wasn't my attitude. And because I was very different than her, well, you it made her feel two. unsafe and secure. Yeah. You no, no, no. That was part of it. But there's others. Okay. All right. But let's say what a second one would be. Well, one of the second ones, the one she was referring to saying it was me, yes. was uh, another attitude towards money is just money is just for spontaneous. It's just to sort of live in the moment and, you know, just enjoy the moment with money. And you probably tend to, if that's you, you may not think a whole lot about where it's going, where it's coming from. Who cares? Right now you're living in the moment. In my, so you can yeah. see right off the bat that if one of you happens to be that your idea and value attached to money, the root of it is security for you. If your spouse, if a lot of theirs is the idea that money provides the ability to be spontaneous, to do stuff just on the whim, you can see right there that could be a setup for a lot of conflict, especially if you don't understand that. Okay, let's go through the, each of the other ones real quick, and then we're going to come back and talk more about them on how they can impact the relationship, especially when they're different ones. Uh, for some people, money is about status. It, and you say, that's one of those you say right off, and that sounds like, ooh, that's bad. It may not necessarily be that. It may just be, you know, they care about their appearance. They care about how they present themselves. And, and money gives them the ability to present themselves in a certain way. And the reality is, depending on what job you have, career, all that, that may be an important thing. Yeah. And so don't look, it's easy to look at that and say, oh, well, status, all they care about is how they look. That's not necessarily what we're talking about there, not just in that negative way. But it can be something that, hey, money gives me ability. You know, I'm a salesperson and I need to look, I need to dress a certain way. I need to be able to have a drive a certain car to do that because that's important when you're dealing with the kind of people that I deal with. And so that is what money means, means to me. Means to them. Why don't you take the well, next one? And another one could be giving. We sort of reference that in the idea of think is talking about the uh, saver and the spender. And a spender, you know, the idea might be, well, if that's a selfish kind of thing. Well, no, it may be someone has a total bent towards seeing money as a means to meet other people's needs, as you're a conduit for where it's going, where it's flowing, and you have a heart to give, and you want to give, and you really see money as a means to meet needs. Yeah, and that's that's one of those that, you know, if we're a believer, we sort of jump into that because the Bible talks all about giving, giving. to those in need. Um, I think one of the other attitudes is, just almost, they're just really carefree about money. They don't have a plan for where it came from. They don't have a plan to keep and keep going. They just live life in the moment. And I know, again, to some people that sounds totally irresponsible, but if you go back to one of the great, uh, one of the great Christians in history, and that you think of St. Francis of Assisi, who grew up well off and basically gave everything away and he just went through life doing what God told him to, not worrying about where his next meal was going to come from, not worrying about the clothes he's wearing, not worrying about anything. He just cast all of that aside. Yeah, and obviously that was not um, that that you wouldn't think of as being a fr a frivolous kind of thing because he was again in the moment being used for good. 
Um, and so we were spontaneous, carefree, I guess, you know, a little bit maybe of both of those. And I think um, part of that being that carefree is having that absolute trust that God is going to meet and take care of your needs. Which is really incredible. And especially if that's not how your value is attached to money, we look at that one or I look at that and I'm like, wow, OK, that's that's crazy. And then the final attitude about money is that of planning or control. And that is how hey, money is a tool to be used to achieve the goals you have. Now, again, that's not a good or bad. It depends on how you do that. If your goal is, hey, I want to be a billionaire because I want to be the richest man in the world, maybe not so good. Right. I mean, probably every single one of these, I would suspect that you could have a, they could be misused. I guess you could have that value that's how you see money, your core belief about money and it could still be at an extreme end that is not a, a healthy thing for you, your marriage, or your family. Yeah, and also depending on how you do it, like this, let's go back to the security thing, you know, because that's with you and that's one that you struggled with because I didn't understand that. And I was probably much more towards the spontaneous carefree. Not, not probably. That well, was I, I definitely was definite. more towards the spontaneous okay, yeah, carefree. But on the one hand, you can understand that. And if I, if I understood it better then, and I probably would have made some different decisions. There's no doubt about that. And I didn't have, I didn't really understand that Johnny, that to him, you know, part of a piece of you, even though it wasn't, even though I don't think either one of us could articulate these things, nobody ever asked us these questions. No, definitely nobody not. ever helped us say, well, why are you having so much conflict? Well, it's because my value of money and how I saw it, I was a, I wanted a, the security of it and the planning, controlling it, knowing where it was going, having a plan. You were carefree and spontaneous. And part of it, you really did have a heart that said, I'm just trusting that God's going to meet our needs take care of what we need, but you also were loosey-goosey in my mind. And so it set up for huge conflicts, and you also, because I couldn't articulate it, when you were not as good, I guess you'd say, at managing planning, that created insecurity in me, and yet I was not able to tell you, well, this is because you're getting at a core root thing for me that's being violated, because I need the security that comes through a plan for our finances and stuff. You, on the other hand, needed the spontaneity and to be carefree in a way that was a good balance. And we yeah, didn't know and how part to explain of that goes it or back, talk. Yeah, and we talked before about, you know, where those attitudes toward money comes from. And that's probably more from my temperament more than anything else. Not so much my family of origin. Um, you know, we grew up in a middle-class family. We... Didn't have tons of stuff, but we never went hungry. We never did without pretty much anything we need. We had clothes. We had everything we needed. But I mean, for me, the spontaneous. Is more your temperament. It, it's more my temperament. And and it is. And there was this feeling that, you know, I just want to have, I want to go. And we're not talking, ex- to be honest, it wasn't going out and spending extravagant things. No, because you didn't it have It might just be going to have lunch. Yeah. It might be just going to have lunch, going to get breakfast. And being able to do that, 
And money, I see, and I still do, it's, it's just sort of, hey, that I can do that. And part of that is built in my trust that, hey, I don't want to be frivolous with it, but I know that God does. And when you get somebody where you were at times about let's clamp down, let's, you know, hold on to this because we don't want to. Me, that felt very frustrating and confining to me. Well, and you can see the way we're describing this, how both of us were equally frustrated. He was sort of hitting at my fear, which again was somewhat misplaced because our trust is never to be in the money. And yet my security, I was at times wanting to be in the money and in the plan. You, So you frustrated me when you wouldn't stick to the plan or have a plan, that kind of thing. On the other hand, I was like a wet blanket on you. Yeah, I felt very controlled and trapped. And so y'all think about that. I mean, that is a huge setup for constant conflict. Yeah. Constant. And honestly, we had constant conflict about this because we, did. we didn't understand some of the root of it. And, and so as we talk about this, hey, look at some of the things. Go back to what Carla said in the beginning. Think about what does money mean to you? I mean, how do you see it? And there's there's all sorts of great questions, I think, next time. I think we will do a part two on this. And talking about, hey, what are some things you can talk about as a couple that will help you understand one another's attitude towards money? Yeah. Because I do, I think it's just important, just like in everything else, you know, we talk a lot about intimacy. And that is having a feeling, a place that we can feel safe and secure to be ourselves, to share how we feel, what our fears are, what our dreams are, all of those things. And there's no doubt that money is a big part of that in our lives. You know, money itself is amoral. You can use it to do bad things. You can do use it to use really good things. But because of the culture and society we live in, you're going to have to have money to live. Yeah. And so what you want to figure out is how are each of us wired? Why do we see money the way that we do? And how does that impact our relationship? And how maybe have we been misunderstanding each other and really maybe pushing some of the buttons, which I know I did for you for years on the security button. Big button. How are we doing that? Not out of malice, not out of I want to get you, but just because I didn't understand I say, we didn't how know you or looked understand. at money. Yeah. And, and it really was, again, a very eye-opening freeing place to get and so we when we can help couples earlier on than us think about this um this is awesome so if you haven't thought about this these are some of the things to maybe go back and talk about with one another so i hope this has sort of sparked some interest in you and i hope it's going to spark some conversation between you and your spouse and thinking about it. and especially if money has been one of those issues that you've had conflict with over the years and so what I hope you do is you join us next week as we talk about, hey, what are some of the questions that you can ask? How can you explore this more to figure out what is our attitude towards money? How is it impacting us? And how do we use this and really leverage this to work as a team so we understand each other? We don't keep 
getting at each other so often as the way that we did, but that we can make this a really strong thing and that we can really honor and glorify God in the way that we do and handle money. So we will come back to that next time. And uh, in the meantime, we just want to say, hey, keep on forging.